You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. When the church called him to take that ministry, of course, we prayed so long that the direction of God will be with us together. He is what we chose to continue that ministry because we have the same vision, we have the same heart, and because we are also brothers, you know, but more than that, the same vision and the same heart. So I was busy doing church planting in Southeast Asian nation. To God be the glory, we have now church in Thailand, and the missionary there is from our Bible college. And we have now church in Malaysia. I think the group knew the wife of the missionary in Malaysia. She is the one who are helping for the food, if I'm hurt, yeah, if I'm not wrong. So we have missionary now in Singapore, and soon we are going to send out missionary to East Timor, that is on the south of uh, Indonesia. So while I am busy doing these things, though I have a church in Bayumbong, okay, that is south of Lagawe. Brother Art, God has a new direction to Brother Art and uh, in a very special way. And he desired to go to Metro Manila. There's a church that I think calling him to take the ministry and continue the mission work over there. So Art told me, you need to get the Bible college. I knew no person to take over the ministry because I started that 2002, I and my wife together with Jim Park. So without any hesitation, of course, with much prayer, we take over once more the Bible college and I move it from Lagawe down to Bayumbong. And we don't have a proper place to, you know, to take care of all of these students because the campsite that we have is totally different to your campsite in this country. Your campsite here is fully furnished. Our campsite is not good. So we don't have a kitchen. You see their kitchen's an open place. They just use uh, firewood and all of those things. We don't have a classrooms, you know, and a conducive classroom. We don't have even a uh, library. So you have seen the proposed building dormitory, a two-story building, and that will consist of, on the first floor, dining hall and kitchen. On the second floor, that is the ladies' dormitory and the library. And that is the reason why we are here in this country, just for six weeks trip. And it's a very short trip. And Lord willing that God will open doors so that the needs will be provided. We need this building to be erected, first of all, for the security of our ladies, uh, students. Bible students or Bible college is very precious to us because in this institution, God called a lot of young people and now majority of the graduates of that college are in the ministry. Missionary, pastors, to be honest with you, in our area alone, you use states, we use region in our country. 
we have now more than 60 or 70 churches in our state or in our region. And majority of them are from our Bible college. So, please pray for these great needs that God will open us a great door. Again, I would like to thank you all for supporting my brother. And you have already a part, to be honest with you, to our ministry back home. Because 1993, your first connection, relationship with my brother, I was then in the Bible college. And rest assured, when, I, when my brother sent me out, his church sent me out to Ifugao to start a new work, some of the support that you are giving him, I had part back then. And uh, to God be the glory. I heard you. I knew your pastor by name. I knew this church. I am so anxious to see you all guys because my brother keep on telling me you got to visit that church. But as I told you, many times I come to this country, the schedule that I am supposed to get from this, to this church, it's not open for, you know, that day. That day. And then I told to myself, until when that we will, uh, you know, waiting to see the church and finally we are here. And uh, I hope that you, I feel not a stranger to this church, to be honest with you, because I knew you, I heard you by my brother. Some of you came to our place already. You met me and I met you. And uh, please come and continue supporting the ministry in the Philippines and Formally, I'm inviting your pastor to be in our country and minister to our church through preaching and teaching our college even a very special lesson, pastor. So, if you have some question, maybe later on, if you can, if you like to come with me and ask some question, I will uh, answer the best I can. But because I was being mandated to share the words of God, which is the most priority in our service tonight, more than these updates or whatever, and... Uh, we are Baptists. Amen? <laughs> Baptists, whenever we gather together, we will not miss hearing God's word. Amen. Even birthday, wedding, all of it, all events. This one thing I knew to the Baptists, we never miss sharing and hearing the words of God. So tonight, can I invite you to open your Bible in the book of Revelation? Bear with my language. And to be honest, you knew it. Uh, English is not our major language. This is only our second or third major language in the Philippines. And the problem of missionary coming from Philippines, going to America, doing deputation, the hardest part is the first meeting or first week. Again, we just touched down from Philippines to Iowa last Thursday. The reason why, if you see some disorder, disorganized, bear with me, you know. <laughs> so, but anyway... I already asked the help of the Holy Spirit to guide me. And uh, may God help us all and give you a proper understanding to the message of the Lord tonight. Can I ask you to stand with me, please, to give reverence and reading of God's Word? Revelation, chapter 7. Revelation, chapter 7. Uh, I'm sorry, I'll get my lens. I'll try not to use my lens, but for staying a few days in America, 
They keep on feeding me back there, uh, down there in Iowa, hamburger. I miss rice, the reason why my, uh, my eyes is getting blurred, you know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> rice makes my eyes uh, brighter. <laughs> Amen. Revelation chapter 7. And to God be the glory for this passage in the scripture. This is all about why we do mission. 7 verse 9. Here's what the Bible says. After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and kindred and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which seated upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders Elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, and whence can they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of a great tribulation. We knew that this great tribulation is not the seven years' great tribulation. Great tribulation in the sense because God's people, the first Christians in the early times, they were being persecuted. They have been under true or passed through great tribulation during those days. These are they which came out of a great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and served him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them nor any heat, for the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto, the, unto living fountains of waters for God. I like it. All of our labors, all of our tears in the service of God, all of our sacrifices in mission, the Bible said, And God shall wipe away all tears. From their eyes. I entitled this message tonight, The Supremacy in Mission. The Supremacy in Mission. Please be seated and let us uh, bring this message to God. Our God, I knew it is you who directed us to be here tonight. It is not even our plan together. The pastor neither us, to stand in this pulpit. But we cannot resist the conviction of the Holy Spirit both in our hearts so that to fulfill and to serve your will right now. God, can I ask you, will you help me, Lord? Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I can do nothing without you. You see my weaknesses, we have a language barrier. 
But by your power, O God, I knew you can touch the hearts of everyone. Thank you for the hospitality of this church, especially their pastor. Be with us tonight as we study your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I look at the definition of supremacy. It is the state or condition of being superior for all others in authority. When we talk about the supremacy in mission or the supremacy of mission, Jesus, Jesus is the supreme being in mission. I do believe that he is the supreme being in mission. And if we believe that Jesus is the supreme being in mission, therefore, his commands for mission must be the supreme command to every believers of Christ and to every churches of Christ to do and to obey. If we believe that Jesus is the supreme being in mission, therefore we must go into all the world and preach the gospel because he commands us to go into all the world. We must establish churches. We must disciple people and many more. Folks, Christ's purpose in mission must be the supreme purpose of every church. If we believe that Jesus Christ is the supreme being in mission, the reason why we must win the loss for Christ, because this is one of great purpose of Christ in mission. And I do believe, even until now, that God still calls missionaries. That God still calls and sends missionaries all over the world because Jesus is the supreme being in mission. To understand the supremacy of mission, let us learn something in our text tonight. Three things that I'd like you to see. First of all, let us see the prophecy for mission. Or the prophecy for mission. Verse 9. We knew that starting from Revelation chapter 1 to chapter 4, ladies and gentlemen, these are the church stage. Upon the entrance of chapter 4, it is not yet happening. It is all about prophecy. We remember and we knew that John the Beloved, he was being exiled at the Isle of Patmos and God comforted him. And giving him this vision, the future, and folks, tonight, God showed to him this great prophecy. In verse 9, he said here, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people. And tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. First of all, in this prophecy for mission, there are sure people to be saved by the cleansing of our sin through the blood of the Lamb. And to God be the glory. The salvation never changed. From Old Testament, the blood is needed in their salvation, in their atonement. In New Testament, the blood is the one that cleanses us from all of our sins. Even in the future, this is being confirmed 
that we are saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this prophecy, ladies and gentlemen, surely there will be and there are people that will be that to be saved and we will see them in heaven because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Means to say our preaching for salvation is correct and sure that people will be saved by grace and true faith to our Lord Jesus Christ and that Jesus is the only way of salvation and His blood that will wash away all of our sins. Folks, there will be sure people that we will see in heaven saved because of the blood of the Lord Jesus. And not only that, there will be sure people to be saved and there are sure people to be saved from all nations and from all tribes. To God be the glory for this prophecy. That means to say, there will be sure Filipino that you will see up there in heaven. There will be sure black people that you will see up there in heaven. There will be Chinese that you will see up there in heaven. Americans, all tribes in this world. This is a prophecy, ladies and gentlemen, that God showed to John. All tribes, all kindreds, they will see and we will see them in heaven. Folks, this prophecy, the Bible is true and thanks be to God for this prophecy. The salvation is not only for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. As he said in the book of Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. The reason why, folks, it is not wasting of money, it is not wasting of time for you young people to commit your lives into full-time ministry, to become missionaries all over the world. Don't be afraid. There will be people that God prepares in the places in those tribes to be saved. Because it is the prophecy that all tribes, all kindreds, we will see them in heaven because of the blood of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And not only you can see the prophecy in this passage so that we can understand the supremacy in mission. Let us see the participation for this prophecy. The question is, what is our participation in this prophecy? In verse 9, John said, And this I beheld in law a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues he stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Did you know what? What is our participation in this prophecy? To be saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are already recipient of this prophecy in mission. You will be there. I will be there. People that are being saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, surely they will be there. We have all participation already, being saved by the blood. Amen? And not only that, being laborers in mission. What is our participation? How to participate for this great multitude that in the future we can see them in heaven? How could I wish that we will not just see them in heaven and clapping their hands and praising the Lord 
And I hope, ladies and gentlemen, that we can point our fingers, we can shake the hands of the people whom we win them to the Lord so that we may say that we have participation in this prophecy. As you go out and win and share the gospel and preach the gospel and support mission, ladies and gentlemen, you have already participation in this prophecy. Folks, no multitude of souls in heaven when no one went to labor for mission. No multitudes of heaven. Let us see the challenge in this prophecy. Did you know what? I am convinced mission is a sure investment because of this prophecy. And every single dollar that you sacrifice and give for mission, and every souls that are being saved through the preaching of your missionaries and the laborers in the field, you have already participation in this prophecy. Amen. To God be the glory for that. Mission is worth sacrifice. Christ was the first who did the sacrifice for mission, and we are just following his footsteps and command. Now, here's the challenge, ladies and gentlemen. This is for our advantage. The early members of the church, they sacrificed for mission without written word or promise of God. Only they hear from their pastor, from the apostles, from their prophets. But anyway, they went and go and surrender their lives for mission. They hazarded their lives for mission. Now, what is the advantage that you are talking about, Brother Victor? We have now the complete Bible and everything is written in here. Even this prophecy for mission means to say we have now assurance with all these promises of God, especially for mission. It is in this book. The olden time, they don't have this book, and yet they gave their lives for mission because the Holy Spirit convicts them. And now we have the written words of God that there will be people to be saved, that there will be people that we can see in heaven because of the preaching of the word, because of the saving knowledge of Christ, because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, meaning to say, it is in this book when somebody will be saved because of missionaries preaching, because of church support, ladies and gentlemen, we will have participation in heaven. Surely, as you sacrifice your lives for mission, this prophecy will be fulfilled. You will see them there. You will see different tribes in heaven. And I'll close number three. Let us see the praise in mission. The supremacy of mission, you know, why we win people, why we preach the gospel, why we disciple people, why we establish church, it is worship. It is worship. This is the supremacy in mission. Did you know, I believe in this, the main reason of our existence in this earth, in the book of Colossians, we are created by Him for Him. He created us to worship Him. 
because of the entrance of sin, what happened into human race. The supremacy or the main purpose of our existence that is to worship the Creator was being diverted. People now are not worshiping God. Those people that really devoting themselves in religion, they are worshiping the false God. And this is the reason why God calls missionary. Why God is using churches so that when we go out and swing these people, we could lead them to Christ so they might worship God, being God's children. In this passage, you will see in verse 14 or verse 12, here's what the Bible says. Saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which arrayed in white robes and whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which come out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and served him day and night in his temple. Being a missionary, I am not only satisfied to see many people to be saved and then coming to church. I am satisfied whenever I see these people worshiping God. We are just practicing here all of our worship in the earth that we do for God. We are just practicing here because in heaven, ladies and gentlemen, what we are doing there forever and ever, and that is worshiping God alone. It is Christ's purpose. Why God sent out missionaries so that people after their salvation, will worship the Lord. I don't believe that unbeliever will truly worship God. Only a saved people. Ladies and gentlemen, the praise and mission, God's purpose to his creation is to serve him and worship him. Another one, that Christ only will be magnified. In verse 14, in the last phrase, the Bible says, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. It is not by religion, neither the work of a missionary. We brag nothing in mission, but we only lift up the name of Christ. This is the praise in mission, ladies and gentlemen. When it talks about the supremacy in mission, Brother Big, what it's all about? What is the main reason? What is the supreme reason why we go for mission? Because we need to worship God and we need to magnify the name of Jesus. Christ will be magnified. To God be the glory. This is all about why we have mission. Because it is a prophecy. That means to say, it is not yet happening. So therefore, as you go and preach the gospel, there will be people, sure people, that God prepares to be saved. John saw it. 
My question is, what is your participation for mission? Do we labor for mission? I hope not only that we were there, together with thousands and millions of people who are being saved by the blood of Jesus. I wish that we have some people that whom we knew through your labor and through our labor, they are being recipient for mission. And all in all, what we are going to do up there in heaven is to praise his name, to glorify him, and to bless his name and to magnify his name. That is the supremacy in mission. Amen. Once again, thank you very much and to God be the glory. Pastor, thank you for allowing us to be here. God bless you. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.